0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And fired home by Perisic! It's Eric Dyer, bang! Here's Lucas Moura! Oh, they've done it! Great. And an equaliser from Ben Davis! idea. Oh, yeah! What a strike by Bissouma! Oh, he goes flying in again and wins it! Great work from Romero! What a save by Lloris! Jed Spence! Oh! oh! Going to The Strike and cash. on, scores. Crossing Kane. Can you truly
1: believe this? Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us for the big match preview ahead of West Ham United to come on Sunday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Look, it's never a quiet day at Tottenham. Never, ever a quiet day. So much, once again, to dissect, discuss in the life of Tottenham. The soap opera does continue. I'm joined by Jason McGovern, returning Christina Zandes and Patrick Tyron on this last word on Spurs. As we provide to you, like I say, a bit of everything on this show. Obviously, Conte's absence, which is certainly, most certainly going to be the case now. We're going to be looking ahead also to this potential whopping takeover at Tottenham, according to the Financial Times, and then looking ahead to West Ham United to come. Big, big London derby on Sunday. But only really one place to start. And I think you can never second guess anything at Tottenham Hotspur, quite literally at the moment. I think before we do start this show, uh, quite naturally, we just want to wish Antonio Conte a very, very speedy recovery. Look, whatever you think of the man with regards to whether he's the right manager, whether he's playing the right tactics, the formation, I think look, we wouldn't be human if we don't wish the man the very, very best in terms of his recovery. But what we do know, Jace, coming over to you to start this show, is that Spurs confirmed that he will remain at his family home in Italy after a post operation check in his homeland on Wednesday. And after obviously undergoing surgery to remove his gallbladder two weeks ago, he did return to Hotspur Way briefly last Thursday, he was in the dugout for the defeats to Leicester. AC Milan, um, he did actually speak publicly that it's been a real tough season for him, of course, losing the three close friends and his family still away from him in Italy. So give me your reaction, Jase, to that news say from Tottenham that Antonio remains in Italy and Christian Stellini back in charge. What we understand could be a temporary basis, but no definitive time frame at the moment on Conte's return. It's
0: been an incredibly tough, tough time ever since uh, Piero's said said passing and it it's it must be i mean i don't know uh, amongst the other panelists how many how many nearest and dearest you've lost but it is an incredibly draining time it is a time when when everyone grieves differently it is a time when you want you want your family around you and the fact that he's away from his family yet again i'm sure i'm sure is is not particularly nice for him and and now he's got his own illness and he'll have his own family's He'll have his own family's concerns about his health while while he's is in London, particularly after what's happened. So it is a incredibly tough time. Um, you know we've we've done well under Stellini in those couple of games. Um, I think even in the couple of games under Stellini, you've seen you perhaps have seen a little tweak from Antonio. He has, I think, he has been his own man. He hasn't just run it from the from the almost from the prescribed sheet that Antonio's left him that. That pushing of Dyer into midfield seemed to be a little tweak that he made in that City game. So all we can do is is get on with it. And as you say, wish wish the fella all the best. But it's uh, I think we, you've all got to have a lot of sympathy for for what he's going through. And you're right. Wh- whatever you think of him, whatever you think about the football, your health comes first. And you know, your mental health, physical health is all more important than the than the football for him. So best wishes to him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Christina, come over to you. Um, we understand that he stayed in Italy and did not fly back to London with the team after that defeat to AC Milan to meet his surgeon for a scheduled appointment. We understand he was advised to step away from work and focus on his recovery. And he will remain in Turin with his family until fully fit to return. As I said at the top of the show, there is no definitive return date for Antonio Conte. What do you make of the whole situation, Christina? Just a, fair play. Another another yeah, another crazy episode in Tottenham at the moment this season? It's
2: just been pretty unlucky for him this year. It really has been. And I felt the AC Milan game, he didn't look himself. He wasn't getting involved as much, you know, shouting, you know, getting the players motivated. He just, it was too early for him to come back, in my opinion. And it's, it's like what Jason said, health comes first at the end of the day. And I just wish him all the best. And he needs it. It's been a rough year. People forget. He's lost three people. This, you know, it's, tough times and it's just been I think the whole the whole year it's been really tough with us uh, at Tottenham and like I said whatever anyone's opinions he's a human being at the end of the day and it's just I I find it really sad and I felt really sorry for him when I saw him on the uh, at the AC Milan game but yeah I'm I'm just hoping he will get his he needs his rest so yeah I'm hoping he'll get all the time with his family now.
1: It was only a fortnight since Conte had the surgery and, you know, it's clear that he's been rushed back. He's on that touchline far, far too soon. He confirmed on Instagram earlier today that he was impatient with his return. He underestimated the procedure. What do you make of it for you, Pat, overall in terms of the whole situation that we face now without the manager? And also, it's just sad for him on a personal level, isn't it? Yeah, it's such... Bad
3: time. I mean, this season's been crazy. It's been such a rocky road, like Christina said. And there's been a lot of ups and downs and trials and tribulations. Him losing close friends, being away from his family. I mean, people don't take into context that he lives in a hotel, so he's not settled. He's in London, but he's living in a hotel. So you can imagine how that would be, you know, if we're working away from home, away from friends and family. And then obviously the health implications... The thing is, when my friend saw the, the news today breaking that he's stayed in Italy and, you know, it's like it's a bit of doom and gloom. And it's, I think fans feel a bit aggravated because we don't know what's going on. It's just a short, sharp update. And then we're left in the wilderness. We don't really know the full story. So we feel a bit like, you know, it's a it's a quick bit of news. And then we're just like, what's going on? And you're left to like ponder and people start adding stuff to it. I feel that if he didn't want to be here, because a lot of people are saying, oh, that's it, he's done, he's not coming back. If he didn't want to be with Tottenham and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't down for the cause and he wasn't invested, he wouldn't have rushed back. The fact that he rushed back actually to meet says that he is interested. He wants to do as well as he can do. And he wants to obviously rally the troops and get us at least top four and obviously push on. He rushed back, which shows that, you know, he wasn't ready, but he did that detrimental to his health and now he's had to take time out again it's not all doom and gloom to be fair and I know this is going to sound a bit cheeky and a bit almost disrespectful but I actually preferred the football under Stellini when we played Man City we were a bit braver we pushed higher we were a bit more attacking so I'm excited to see us against West Ham with Stellini in charge because if dare I say it against Leicester we were woeful that was awful and if that is Conte back and he wasn't fit and he wasn't ready he shouldn't have come back because that Leicester performance was shambolic and probably the worst I've seen us all season. Just,
0: just, just on the Stellini Man City thing, um, which I which I meant to actually say. You know, people, lots of people said we were better against Manchester City in the in the home game. We were a bit braver. We stepped up. Yeah. But let's be honest. We were at half time two 0 up at the Etihad, having scored almost the replica goal of that Kane got, but Kolesovsky got it. And then having gone 1-0 up, we immediately then went forward and got a second. So, you know, we, we were actually quite brave at, at City in the first game. The, uh, the the way we collapsed in that second half, I don't think you could necessarily pin on, on Conte. But it's it just just wanted to point that out, that it wasn't necessarily all down to Stellini, that, that Manchester City game. We did actually show a bit of bravery at um, at the Etihad.
1: Pat, can I come back into you? Just uh, come back round to, you if you don't mind, there on this situation. You know, yeah. he said well, ahead of the game in the San series, he did reveal concert that he had ignored advice, medical advice, to rest for fifteen days after his operation. And um, I think it's fairly clear from the games he was, he was, he was obviously around for the Leicester and AC Milan game. He just, he wasn't his usual self. There's been reports that he was still in pain and discomfort. and He was unable to detach his emotions of the game. He's obviously, as we know, he's been a real active person at touchline ever since he was appointed as the manager. You know, and there's no doubt about it that, as we said, he would have been desperate to get back. But as you said, there, Pat, we're almost now left in a situation of real uncertainty. Even if he does come back, and again, it's one of those where, again, I don't want to be too disrespectful to a man that is currently recovering from, again, quite a major operation. I think we don't really understand that as football fans. Look, for anyone that's ever had this operation, they'll know what it takes in terms of number one going through it and then number two in terms of the recovery but as a football club and as football fans we're left now in a complete utter uncertainty as to what the future is going to hold what do you make of where we are right now Pat does this suit anybody in the in the chain I include Conte in that as well for his own personal health
3: yeah, that's the key word, uncertainty. And that's the word I was looking for. So you actually, yeah, thank you for <laughs> putting that out there. Because that's, that's the word I was looking for. These short, sharp statements just leave us in the wilderness. We don't know what's going on. It's not ideal for anyone. It's not ideal for Conte, especially as his contract is up in the summer. So it's not like he's got two or three years, then we would know he's coming back. You know, these games now are crucial, crucial to us. As, as a football club, crucial to us as, as fans and also for Conte's future. No one knows what's going on. There's been so much uncertainty. I'm seeing so much links about and talks about Potch all over Twitter, people talking about deserve from Brighton. I'm just seeing, yeah, we're just uncertain. We're in a mess. And obviously if uncertainty is, is clouding over us about Conte, it's also going to be the same for Kane. Will Kane sign an extension or a new contract when he doesn't know what's going on, what direction the club's heading in, who the manager's going to be? These are essential, you know, big biting points for anyone. So it's not ideal. Obviously, like you said, we we wish him well. His health comes first, of course, but let's be real. Football's ruthless. It moves at 100 miles an hour and the games are thick and fast. We need to know what we're doing because as it stands right now, we're still in the mix. But but with every passing game, if we're not moving forward, we're definitely going backwards. So I don't know. I mean, you know, in a nutshell, Ricky, the answer is no. We need answers right now. And I know we don't want to push and push because the guy is obviously not well, but we need to know what we're doing, man.
1: Listen, I mean, coming over to you, Christina, I, I, I totally get that on a It's number one on the human level. We don't want to sit here and again, it's hard to not to not speculate and wonder what is the future's gonna hold. But um wh- where do you stand at the moment? Because as Patrick rightly said there, taking the personal element to one side at the moment and focusing purely just on a footballing side of things. We are completely left in the wilderness as to what the future holds. There is no current exact return date on Antonio Conte. It does mean Cellini will take charge. I mean, there is that argument that look, he has won the five games in which he has been there for the absence of Antonio Conte. That's obviously three at Inter, two at Tottenham. Do you personally feel this situation does need some form of clarity one way or another fairly soon? When we've obviously still got you know a number of important games for the top four. FA Cup. The chap, is he would tell, against AC Milan. Can we afford just to allow this situation to drift and not put a time frame on it?
2: Well, I was going to say, as much as we are all depending on what's going to happen in the future, it's also right now. Like you just said, we've got big games. In my opinion, priority should be FA Cup right now. So we need to have someone that is going to take charge and, you know, help us focus and build that moment because I honestly think FA Cup is so important for us um, as a club right now. Um, I just, I, it's not like I'm trying to be like calm about with this whole Conte situation. Um, the club hasn't, didn't really mentioned it, the announcement, uh, they didn't really elaborate. I don't think, um, as to what was going to happen as for the club, they just kind of just pointed it out like, oh yes, he's, you know, he's going to be, um, staying in Italy and Conte himself on his Instagram. I saw that as well. It was just, it, it was kind of casual, this news, when when, when I saw this coming in um, today. But there just hasn't been much from the club itself. Like, what is our plan? What, who's going to be taking charge? Who's going to be doing it? You know, there's just not been nothing. No, it's just, we're never informed as fans, I swear. It always happens with us. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very important what's going to happen next for us. It's so up and down right now. I don't even know myself what's going on. Like, personally, as a fan, I don't I don't know how I feel with all of this. Yeah, um, But, yeah.
1: It, listen, we're, we're not getting away from it. It has been, you know, a, another topsy-turvy season for Tottenham. I mean, Jase, you've heard the guys there and their thoughts in terms of if you can even look at what the future holds right now, which is tricky because there's so many uncertainties. I mean, Spurs' statement, as Christina referred to there, Spurs said, following a routine post-operation check in Italy, yesterday being Wednesday, Antonio will remain at his family home to further and fully recover from his recent gallbladder surgery. Health is the most important consideration and everybody at the club wishes him well. Christian Stellini will assume first-team responsibility. Now, as I said, there's been no indication or no even, and you maybe would understand this, there's been no speculation about a, of a return date, maybe because of the nature of the fact that he's obviously rushed himself back. But do you also hold that feeling that Jace? taking it now from a football club and removing it from a personal aspect, do we need to have some clarity bearing in mind from a football perspective, the rest of Spurs' season still on the line here, top four, FA Cup, Champions League, where do you sit on it for you?
0: I think there's two ways to look at it. I think the football club needs, needs clarity, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the supporters and the public need to have clarity. You know, just because just because we're sitting here tonight and there's no ticker tape running on Sky Sports News that Tottenham have done this and Tottenham have done that doesn't mean to say they haven't been doing things during the day themselves and, and speaking to people. I'm sure they've spoken to to Antonio and, and the rest of the staff. They'll 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 know a lot more, put it this way, than we do ourselves now. And it, it's up to them to to make decisions and things like that behind the scenes. Um, if they want to give him time off. I mean, obviously, it's it's the, the confusion he's added to because his contract runs out in the summer. You know, if he was contracted for another two years, we'd probably all sit here tonight now and say, look, just give the bloke the rest of the season off, let him let him come back fully refreshed in the summer, G- give him the time, as you say, to, to do his grieving, give him the time to get over his operation, and then we focus on next year. But obviously, that, that confusion is there because that contract runs out and there may not be a next year. So but as I say I'm sure the club behind the scenes they won't be sitting there twiddling their thumbs. I'm sure you know lots of discussions have gone their way and they need to they need to get those discussions right and and whatever decisions they come to they need to be sure in their own decisions before they they start making public announcements. So you know it's a bit like transfers Rick don't don't believe what comes across Sky Sports news just Wait for the club to to make an announcement. And um, you know what I've always, just on a a sub-issue, you know what I've always been like, with even with injured players and things. I don't believe the club should ever give out anyone's medical details, not even for an injury. I don't think the players should, should, we should know that Benton Kerr ruptured his, his knee ligaments. If Benton Kerr says, look, it's my knee, none of us want our medical records splurged all over newspapers and things. It's If, if we know Ventenker's ruptured ligament he's going to keep him out for eight months, doesn't come back any quicker, does it? So it's just Rodrigo's out for the foreseeable future and, and the team sheet comes up and he's missing. And, and I've never understood this thing of we must know know every the ins and outs of, of medical details at, at any football club.
1: It's a good point you make there. Look, I mean, many people in the comments are also alluding to the fact of that, that you know, what rights should we have potentially of Absolutely. knowing? The man's, you know, welfare. When ultimately that is a fairly private situation. I mean, again, whatever you think about him, and I know many people have questioned his commitment I mean, Rick, to the club. So, Rick, they don't yeah.
0: know that you've been into the priory lately, do they? I mean, you know, for your, your addiction. <laughs> I don't. You didn't feel the, the, the need to announce that, did you? When he you was away. No, I for
1: bloody six should have though. bearing in <laughs> mind what we had to come on this show. I tell you. You God, know what? I, I disagree.
3: I I, I I, I though to be fair, I mean you know, these guys are are, are football players. They're contracted to the club. We as fans, we want to know what's going on. So I hear what you're saying about we don't have a right to know, but as football fans, I'm sure we do have a right to know what's going on with our club and the lineup and the players that are going to be available. Because if we don't know, it's the uncertainty and we're just going to be asking each week, when is Ben Tanker back? When is Sessegnon back? When is Basuma back? So... You know, we don't know to the T, yeah, when they're coming back in terms of what day, but at least give us an idea, which is what they do. So, yeah. I do get it. I do get it. We need to know because otherwise... There's
2: a level we... of how much. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, in relation to Spurs at the moment, we obviously know of the upcoming games. West Ham coming, Chelsea on the 26th. And obviously, we've got that busy period before the next month of international break as we play Sheffield. You know, in the FA Cup? Obviously, that second against Milan in the Champions League, Wolves, Forest and Southampton. Conte did say on Instagram that my great sense of responsibility towards the club, the players, the staff and the fans brought me to anticipate my comeback on the field. Sadly, I anticipate the procedure, which wasn't a routine operation, but a sudden and serious emergency. My body has suffered my impatience and now I am forced to stop until my entire recovery. Who knows? Those who know me understands what a burden it has been for me. It is necessary. Come on, you Spurs. And, you know, funny, I mean, I, I can't go away from it. I've criticised Conte on a number of shows recently for maybe a lack of respect for the football club at times, and I feel like he's maybe spoken down to us. Um, but I suppose one thing you can't label at him is that word commitment. Yeah, you can argue, Jace, that there's been an argument that he hasn't committed to the club long-term, but I think what you can say is that he's committed to trying to get back to doing the current job that he's been asked to do in terms of the contract, right? Yeah, I, I
0: don't doubt he comes... He still turns up on time in the morning and still gives his gives his all into training. I think that the the problem with him not committing long term perhaps comes from those working with him and around him that that players particularly just kind of drift along and think, well, you know, th- this is another manager that we'll probably have gone through and we'll, we'll make a decision at the end of the season or whatever. And they're perhaps the the danger in the the uncertainty rather than Conte himself.
1: You know, it's interesting, Christina. He did actually open up after the um, the AC Milan defeat, just on, you know, his health. I, th- I think it may have actually been, I must correct myself, I think it might have been after Leicester where he said, look, frankly speaking, on the previous match, which he referred to Leicester, I was completely out. I've just had surgery and after two days my doctor told me I couldn't go, I couldn't make the effort. So in the previous match, I was distant from the pitch. Christian was there replacing me and was able to share my ideas. He really helped me out. I was wearing a medical device in that period, a post-operative stomach support but I was still able to interact in a fair enough way with the team. I was not 100% for my physical shape, but in the next game I'll be fit and try to give my contribution. I mean, where do you stand on the whole commitment thing for you, Christina? Bearing in mind the guy is, you know, it sounds rust himself back, he's even wearing a, you know, a medical device to attend the games. Does that change your opinion on anything at all when it comes to Conte? No.
2: <laughs> I mean, like like I know the commitment I completely like I love that of course like everyone should love that with what whoever you know but it it still doesn't the issues are still there at the end of the day with what's going on um like my my main issues like the system sometimes it just doesn't work it's the late substitutions but you know I'll give him credit for coming along but at the same time does it, it might not have helped him coming back early um Probably didn't help his situation either. Um, but it was his decision. I, d- I don't know. It, it just, it didn't work out well in the end. Um, but fair play to him. He did go out there. And I did really rate the the post that he made on Instagram today. Uh, I thought it was really good. It was quite heartfelt. Um, you know, and I can, you can, I, I get the feeling he'll be supporting us like no matter where he is, um, which is what I like to see uh, from a manager. Um, but, it's at the end of the day, him, there's still issues in the club right now. Like it's not going to change that at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I I do agree with you on that. Uh, finally, Pat, come over to you. He admitted in one interview that he did defy doctor's orders to make that early return. He said the doctor recommended that he stay calm for 15 days. He was advised not to return, but he had a feel of a sense of responsibility towards the players to breathe the environment in every situation. He said, I'm trying to manage it in the best way. Certainly during the match, I can't let the players hear me as much as I would like. Now I am feeling much better than before, but I'm still not 100% and I'm recovering well. He did make that point. Actually, I'd say after one of the uh, games, I think, again, AC Milan or Leicester, these were the words that he said. It is really important for me to stay with the team, work with them and try to stay together. So there was every indication, Pat, before obviously today's news, that he felt that he wanted to be in and around the cab, support them. He finished by saying for this season, I think to stay together is really important to try and create the right spirit to help each other as much as we can and overcome this difficult period that we find ourselves in. And it is a difficult period in terms of football matters. I just. Wonderful, your perspective, Pat. What do, to finish this part, what do the players make of this, do you think? What what do you think of that dressing room? Do you think there is a real sense of utter confusion as to what the future does hold and now you've got Stellini back in charge for them in what could be potentially the foreseeable future?
3: Yeah, it's really confusing. And, you know, I can't doubt Conte's effort and his commitment and his desire. And, um, you know, I've been arguing with a lot of my Spurs friends because they're saying, ah, oh, this is a way for him to get out and it's a cop-out. And I was like, listen, if he wanted to get out, he wouldn't have come back so soon. He could have easily just stayed in Italy as per the doctor's orders and no one could have questioned it. He did rush back, but it's confusing, very confusing because we had such a good game against Man City. We had, you know, back-to-back clean sheets. We we were all on a high. We felt really good. I mean, before that game, literally we had a full, you know, squad. Uh, roster was healthy. We looked like we had turned the corner then we he comes back we're all happy and excited and we had an absolute stink fest versus Leicester that game was just so weird and it's like the players are confused they don't know what they're doing son looks like he's stuck in a zone and he can only stay literally parallel to this place can't move you know he's shackled you got um you've got perisic literally up his ass they're just both covering the same area players look confused they don't know what's going on and mm. the confusion you saw it it bleeds into the pitch and to get beaten 4-1 by Leicester, Leicester, I'm sorry, even though they beat us, they're a crap team. They're a team that we should not be losing to like that. Mm, and then obviously, yeah. And then, you know, AC Milan was a more dog, dogged display and it is a decent result. I know we lost, but I saw a bit of fighting effort considering we had two young bucks in the middle of the park away mm. in the San Siro for the first time. You know, shout out to Saar and shout out to, um, Skippy. To, yeah. to Skippy because they were the best players on the pitch. So that's amazing that you see those two combining together and working well. But again, there's no real, it's just confusion. No one knows the game plan. We're just all over the shop defensively. We're all over the shop from an attacking-wise uh, output. And then, you know, he's now gone again. So it's back to Stellini. So, yeah, I'm confused. I mean, if I was at work and then my boss was in, then out, then in, then out, and things kept changing, I'd be confused as well. So it's just, it's weird. It's it's weird. It's confusing. It's business end of the season. The season is, though, I know everyone feels quite down at the moment, but there's still so much to play for. But it doesn't feel like that, which is really weird. Right, so
1: Yeah, you're, it's, you're spot on. I, I, you know, I can't disagree, Pat, that, you know, even ahead of the game, I and mean, Pat makes a great point, ahead of AC Milan, I didn't even feel excited. That That is really sad, that ahead of a Champions League last mental. 16 game, I, it just feels like we're not up for it at the moment. And I, I do feel, you know, as Pat has said there and Christine has alluded to, just to finish on his point, that there does feel almost, not only just a real sense of confusion amongst the fans, but I, I do also wonder, Jace, what the players do make of that. Yeah. You know, that, that's unfortunate that we don't know, Jace, unfortunately, with regards to, you know, what is going on in that dressing room. But if you are a player, do you personally think, Jace there's a real element of confusion as to not only the way you're being asked to play and the way you're set up, but also... Who's going to be taking training the next day at the moment, given this really, tra- and I have to say this word, tragic situation that we find ourselves in, because it is tragic. No one would wish upon the man what he's had to go through. To not only lose three close friends, but then on top of that, have a really serious operation to go through, then try and come back for it, and then realise that he's rushed himself back. Where, where do you stand on that whole confusion element for you, Jase? They,
0: they may well have been a little bit uh, surprised at the news he's not coming back. Um they will have Obviously, they will have known he wasn't flying back with them and why he wasn't. Um, but that, like I said, I, I think players know more than, than we do. People within the club know more than we do. Um, they'll have known. Um, and and I, I, I take Patrick's point but about players don't appear to know what they're doing on the pitch. But I'm sure they know what they're supposed to be doing on the pitch. The fact they can't implement it is different. Whereas we're looking at it. From the outside, and we we don't know what they're being told to do on the pitch. But I'm sure you know they, they sit through a two-hour team meeting and they know exactly what their job is on the pitch to do. They, the fact they don't um, they don't react to it is, is not necessarily that they're confused about what they're doing. Um, I just you know it was a shame. To, to be playing in the Champions League, particularly a, a glamour tie, like, okay, they're not the AC Milan of all, but there's, there's still a glamour name, aren't they? I mean, Benfica are playing Bruges tonight, and AC Milan's are more of a glamour tie than Bruges would have been, with with great respect. And so we should all be really excited. I think 4,600 went out to Milan. Jamie went out, didn't he? Yeah, Jamie and Chris yeah. went out there. Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie was a bit legless when we when we saw videos of him through the day. But you know, and, and there's so many, there's so many great, great pictures that I saw of 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 our fans out there. And you should be really excited. Really excited and, and excited for the second leg to come, excited for a, a a game at Sheffield United to come, the fifth round of the cup. It's been a it, it feels like it's been a an awful league season, but but Patrick, we are right in there. We have two home games now, two massive London derbies, and, and we want to take the six points. And I think, you know, if we take the six points, look at the feel-good factor we felt from City. Oh, so yeah. if you beat West Ham, and then we, we in many, if we can get past that that mental curse that Chelsea is, imagine sitting here in, in all, just over a week's time with six points in the back from two massive London derbies. The whole thing feels different again. But we it seems like every... Every break we get this season, I mean, that Manchester City game, to, to be told going into it, everybody's fit, we've got a fully fit squad, then we lose the manager. And then we wake up Monday morning, we find that Hugo's gone for two months. And then on Wednesday, it was somebody Cessna, Who was it? Who
1: was the, Pissouma, then Cessing. Pesuma. Well, The funny broken. thing is, the funny thing was, is yeah. a point of, at the point of Stellini saying that we've got a fully fit squad, he didn't actually account for the fact that Pissouma was in the dressing oh. room with a crutch. I it mean, you like, know, and that's
0: it. And so, this clock, you know, yeah, this and, and it's also why that adage and people use it so much in football: one game at a time. Because you know, you sit there and you think, next six games, how many points you got? But, but actually, so much can happen within that oh, man, that time frame. With other yeah. clubs as well, you're sitting there thinking, we have got Liverpool next, and suddenly Salah's got a broken leg, and oh, that's a different fixture now. And clock's been sacked or something. You know, you just don't know what happens. So. You know, we should be excited at the moment. And it, and it's a real shame that that every day you you kind of wake up in the morning and you think, oh, God, I'm going to look at the Spurs news. You should have it's a so real true. excitement to it. Um, yeah. that,
1: that, you know what, at the moment, I'm not, I'm not being, again, listen, people, is, is, believe it or not, I know there are bigger things in life than in football, but talking purely on football, it is almost that you wake up and you think, oh, Tottenham, like, you just feel every day. You, <laughs> you, you, you genuinely don't what? know what's coming. You just don't you know what's get coming, us. do you? Well, you see. get
0: up this morning and you think, Chelsea have lost and Arsenal have lost, yeah. and yet we're still yeah. miserable. Yeah.
3: It's, it's yeah. nuts. As soon as yeah, you see a picture, right. as soon as you see a picture of Conte, you see that corner flag. You know it's a statement, yeah. and you know, oh, the uh, stadium. the one with the horizontal, was <laughs> it
1: vertical? The, the, the badge. You know yeah, that corner it.
3: flag. You're like, oh
1: man, what are they going to tell us now? It's, it's crazy. It's well, listen, I think it's, it's only right, only right. Look, before we close this segment on Conte, look, we do wish the man all the very, very best. I hope many won't mind me asking the guys this question because, again, turn it back really to football. Jace, again, just football here. Do you think we'll see Conte again managing Tottenham? It's a big pause. Don't know. Honestly, don't know. Okay. Honestly,
0: don't know. It, it, I, I don't know enough about the recovery process. to
1: mm. Honestly,
0: that's that's not me um, trying to get out of it. I, I mean, if, if they told me it is the recovery process is two weeks and it'll be literally up and running, then I would hope we'd see him in two weeks. But if they said to me it's two months... Then uh, like we have, I mean, I don't know, for instance, if we'll see Hugo in a Spurs shirt again, because I just don't know the the the, the, uh, the injury process. So that's, that's not me trying to avoid the question. I just don't understand the, the, the recovery time that's properly needed.
1: Christine, what do you think on that perspective? Do you think we'll see Antonio Conte again manage Tottenham?
0: I don't think we will. I generally don't think we will.
2: I think that was the last time that AC Milan, I think that was the last time we'll probably see him involved with us.
1: Yeah. So you you would exp- so, I just hope you don't mind me asking you, so you expect, based on your answer there, you're expecting some form of a statement to drop eventually, are you? To say you'll no longer be manager? Or how do you see I, it ending this season on that comment?
2: I, 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 something is just telling me that that's going to be it for him and we're just going to carry on with Stellini um, for the rest of the season. That's what I think. Yeah.
1: Pat, let's finish up with you on this subject. What do you think, Pat, the, uh, the next couple of weeks holds and... Up until the end yeah. of the season uh, forget these
3: negatrons i'm gonna be positive man he's coming back <laughs> he's coming back given two or three weeks the fact that he rushed back straight after the surgery mm. shows the desire and the commitment is there he's coming back and i'm hoping when he does come back have a he will be a bit more fresher a bit more energetic come with some good ideas he'll be refreshed spent time with the family and then we go on a nice little run and finish comfortably in the top four and yeah we kick on so yeah he's coming back and let's lift the place up a bit man because us fans if we're in the stadium we you'll feel like this Imagine that's going to transcend onto the pitch and the player. So, that's yeah, fun. let's be positive. Let's be positive, yep. man. There's still a lot to play
1: for. Yep, so much to play for. So much. But again, from all of us here on behalf of last one, I suppose, we wish Antonio a very, very, very speedy recovery. Let's hope the man does get back to full health as soon as possible. We are going to go for our first break of the show for our listeners on audio
4: Powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey.
1: there's been reports this week from the Financial Times that billionaire Jam the Jaffe is ready to offer a whopping 3.75 billion that's US dollars, and translating into GDP, 3.11 billion to take over Tottenham Hotspur. Iranian-American billionaire, who is the chair of MSP Sports Capital, is working alongside a consortium of various investors to structure the offer. He's said to be just a matter of weeks away from formally approaching Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis. We understand the offer will be structured so that MSP and its partners contribute 70% towards the purchase, allowing the investors who are from the Gulf particularly Abu Dhabi, to put forward the remaining 30%. Jace, let's get your reaction to that. Good timing for that to break. How much realistic credence do you pay into that report? It's just, you know, he's it's,
0: it's preparing to bid in a couple of weeks. So we'll wait for the couple of weeks to go past and see what, what bid goes in. But if he bids £3.1 billion, it's it's irrelevant. It's like me going to Tesco's with 59p for a pot noodle, mate. He ain't going to get the club for three point one billion. So, you know, when it when it gets north of four, then then maybe then the offer gets taken seriously. But I'm not even sure they'd sell then. So I, I think you're going to go four and a half, something like that, before before we see real chance of moving. So, you know, the the fact that he comes along, it, it's it ties in with the narrative, obviously, of some that want the you know the the Levy Enic out situation. But like I said. I... 3.1 billion is going to get him nowhere. So, you know, when when he comes in with what I would call a, a serious offer for the club, and that's not belittling an offer. 3.1 billion is a lot of money, but I don't think any of us really believe that you're going to buy the club for 3.1 billion. So, you know, we could be two two or three weeks away from offering that, but we could be six months away from him offering if he ever offers the amount of money that's needed to buy the club. And until then, it's uh, it's. Uh, situation that, that that doesn't really worry me too much
1: christy let's come to you to get your reaction on that you know we understand you know from their perspective it's a group credited with taking Tottenham maybe into the unknown they were formed in new york in 2019 an investment fund with interest in sport teams media rights distribution technologies content creation sponsorship esports betting and data while their name may be unfamiliar to many um they are as the franchises are currently involved in are, are fairly well known what do you make of this for you and do you feel it's coming at quite a, a nice time, bearing in mind the amount of, of frustration around some fans about the current ownership. What do you think there is for you actual status to this story and some credence?
2: I mean, it's just like another one now. We've had Google, we've had Guitar, we've now got this one. I It's just a bit, what one do you believe? It's, uh, to me, this could just be another rumour. Um, I do think there is stuff going on in the club, though. There's <laughs> definitely talks 100% going on. But it's whether we're getting the truth, which is just Twitter talking, you know. To me, though, with the price that they're asking for, it's definitely not going to happen, 100%. I mean, I think he he even said it's got to be over four, didn't he, Um, Lewis? So to me, it could just be another rumour. And then we'll probably get another offer from someone else in a couple of weeks' time. But I do think, like I said, I think there is definitely talks going on in the club. I think they know what they're getting up to. it's just is the is the price going to be happy enough for Levy and Lewis? I don't know. But yeah.
0: The one I the one thing, the oh, one thing I would just wanted to say, Rick, if you know, if, if we do it on the fans, the fans mentality, uh, as, as they wish the, as they wish Daniel to do. If Daniel says I want six billion, then surely we should just tell him pay whatever he wants. And just well, pay the six million then. That's that's the release clause, is six million. Just pay it. You know, we shouldn't have to negotiate. Just pay the clause. So we'll see if he does it.
1: Pat, let's come around to you to close this element of this subject before we look into West Ham. Uh, MS, MSP Sports Capital, they describe themselves as forging the future of sport investing. Uh, they invest in sport teams, leagues and businesses in the sports ecosystem and that are pursuing ambitious, challenging tasks. They say, we focus on opportunities where our deep expertise and elite network of principles add value. Our principals have over 65 years experience building companies, forging partnerships and evolving the operations within global sports industry. The strength of their network and experiences are matched with our partners generating over two billion of value over 20 plus years. They finished by saying at MSP, we use our past success and a hands on approach to uncover the most unique and valuable opportunities. And the firm's chairman partner, Jamna Jaffe, is described as a seasoned investor who plays a critical role in developing founders and management. What do you make of that for you, Pat? Are you excited by that prospect potentially of a Takeover. I think I've asked so, this twice in a matter of two weeks. I'll
3: ask them Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like a whole lot of mumbo-jumbo. I mean, I don't <laughs> know, man. Like, I need to look into it. I don't know much about him as in the Iranian-American businessman. I know he's got staking Phoenix Suns. They're a decent basketball team, but they're not one of the top-tier basketball teams. But all of that is just mumbo-jumbo, and, you know, we need to really dig into it. But I'm not going to lie. Like, Christina, when I saw it, I didn't really... Take too much notice of it because we're hearing all these rumors. But I want to see concrete. Until the real bid goes in, then it doesn't really mean nothing. But I am annoyed with Enoch and Levy, and I just think that they need to like just basically piss off. Really, excuse my French, and just not hold the club to ransom because valuing us at four point one billion is so cheeky, and that means no one's ever going to bid and buy us because they're literally doubling what everyone says we're worth. And I did some digging in terms of club value. And even Barcelona and uh, and Real Madrid, who are the two most valuable and biggest clubs in the world, are valued at about 4.1, 4.7 billion, depending on where you look. Tottenham, according to well, Man United, are the, are the most expensive or most valuable club in England in the Premier League. They're valued at 3.7 billion. Liverpool are valued at 3.6 billion. And these are massive global powerhouses. Man City, 3.4. And obviously, they've won everything in the last 10 years. Uh, Chelsea 2.5, Spurs 2 billion and Arsenal 1.6. So how could they then... Basically, ask for double the valuation. So, Jace, what you said about just pay it. If you know we're going in for a winger and he's a forty million pound winger, and the selling club is saying it's eighty million, we're not going to just pay it, are we? So, no, but our fans <laughs> want us. to. Our fans
0: want us. To. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Just pay it. Tombi and Dombele, sixty-five so, million. Yeah, yeah, just pay it.
3: Sure. Pay it. Just pay but, it. So the reality is, we're never going to get sold because Levy's taking the. You know, he's just literally holding the the, the club to ransom, and it means no one will ever buy
1: us.
2: So, no 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 I will tell you what when beyonce performs it's going to go 10 million <laughs> <laughs> So James, just yeah.
1: to the just a end just a end you know
0: I just just on it rick you know I, I don't know how many I've seen the um the bt documentary running at the moment on the on the uh what is it premier premier league whatever where where daniel's pretty much it's mostly about the the stadium and and uh, what what they've done for Tottenham in regeneration and things. And you, you hear him talking through the programme and you, you see that real burning desire for that stadium to be the very best stadium it can possibly be. And that there's no expense spared. So if we want to pitch, then what what can we do to make this better? We'll put in a roll up right, just go and do it stuff, the expense. And I just wish that that would transfer to the football team that what do we need as new centre-half? We'll just go, and, just go and get one. Whereas when the, the financial statements came through and it was, we will do the best, wording like, we will do the best to afford what we possibly can. But when it came to the stadium, it was, we will do it regardless of, of what the cost is. We just want the very best. And I, we wh- whoever takes over Tottenham or if a takeover comes, or as I've said, you know, hopefully if Daniel was to move aside and somebody came in just that, that vision of what the stadium was to be focused fully in the team. They've done a brilliant thing with the stadium. Daniel's pursuit to regenerate Tottenham, to bring in jobs to Tottenham, which is a a deprived area. None of that should actually be belittled or anything. He's done a brilliant job for, for Tottenham and the area of Tottenham and the investment into Tottenham. But now it's time to put all that focus straight into the team and Whoever takes over, if it takes over, if it stays as Enoch, we just need that now because we're not getting that at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, I, say, I think from this specific situation with regards to this story, I mean, it's been one of a number in the last you know, month or two. I think like Pat alluded to there, until we actually get a firm, concrete offer, then it's really hard to report or even look at any potential until we actually see it concrete in figures. So what we are going to do, we are going to go for our final break of the show for our listeners on audio. Taking you into that break. You're going to hear from Dan Lawless from West Ham Fan TV who gives you his preview ahead of the London derby against West Ham.
4: Dan Lawless said West Ham Fan TV, looking forward to the big London derby on Sunday. And I would have been a lot more confident about it you know, had we not just had Lucas Paqueta and Agüero get injured against Chelsea, two of our best players out for this 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 really important game in our season. Same way you've got two of your best players out for this really important game for your season. Um, you know, I mean, it's both of for both of us. It's been massively disappointing us to a, a larger degree, spending you know 180 million pounds. And finding ourselves near the relegation zone it is not cons to plan whatsoever. Tottenham expected to kick on from after clinching top four last season, and uh, it looks like they'll be missing out on it this season. Massively inconsistent, and honestly, I predicted that a lesser result. I didn't predict the scoreline, but I predicted the result because that Spurs all over, you know, especially this season. Beat Man City, looked great. Go and get slapped to Leicester. Uh, you know, it's just been a weird season all round. But, yeah, when I look at this game, you know, missing Hugo Lloris and Benten Tencourt is a boost for us. Two really important players. And you see Fraser Forster look awful, really awful, really slow, you know, <laughs> diving for, for balls in slow motion. This is a game where we have to go for it. No sitting back deep parking the bus we have to test the goalkeeper which we don't do enough we have to take get shots on target take shots where we can rather than trying to walk it into the back of the net or just sky in it i want to see us really test the keeper and put it on spurs i think you know losing a is a massive blow because he's been unbelievable at center back you know he, he's really been solid and I think losing him in that back three is is huge because now we're going to be having to play Ogbonna, you know, who's quite slow. Kura, who's, you know, been been up and down, been a bit shaky. And probably young Ben Johnson, who's a right back. So, honestly, it's, it's not looking good for that respect, you know, going up against the likes of uh, Kane and Kulisevski, you know, Son, who's not been good this season, but he's still a threat and that's it's the it's basically going to be a tale of you know two defences our defence overall has been better than spurs this season i was quite surprised to see that we've conceded eight fewer goals than tottenham this season scoring all, has always been our problem massively as we've had Skamaka out we've only just got danny ing's back who could be key for this game and antonio's not been scoring so that's been our problem and i think it's been the opposite for spurs it's just been defence has been letting you down so i think this could be a case of just one team outscoring the other there's got there's going to be goals in this game definitely and it's just about who can score the most and obviously tottenham are going to be favourites with you know the you know one of the best strikers in 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 the world so we've we've got to be smart about it we really have to be smart about how we approach this game but at the same time create opportunities and we really need to win this game you know it's we uh, we haven't had any big results this season no results that we could really enjoy really get happy about we've beaten teams for the most part that you'd expect us to beat easily you know teams that are below us apart from Fulham it's all been teams that are below us and now I want to go to White Hart Lane and get three points. And make a statement. And start to climb the table. We need that that positivity. We need that confidence booster. And nothing will, will lift this team more than going White Hart Lane and getting a win. Because we need it. Points aren't enough anymore. We can't keep drawing games and, and celebrating it. Because, oh, we got a point against Chelsea. we got a point against Spurs. That's not enough. You know, so team-wise, going out there. I mean, it's going to be interesting, I think. Uh, Fabiancy will be in goal Emerson will be left back, got uh, left wing back got his first goal for West Ham against Chelsea the other day and then uh, in that back three you're going to have a Bonner Johnson and Curra uh, I believe that's going to be that and then Sufa, right wing back who's very much improved and then Declan Rice who has been unbelievable for most of the season still even though we are where we are and next to him, he's got to play Flint, Flynn Downs, Nows, or even Lanzini. I'd play any one of them there over sucic but he's probably going to play sucic But come on, like, why did we sign Flynn Downs? You got Nows who could play that num that that number eight role. Got Lanzini who can play it. Who you know is he scored a, a very important goal against Spurs for us and. Uh, any one of those options, but it will probably go with Suchek and I'll be fuming. Uh Bowen on the right, who seems to start to improve. You know, he's starting to get better. And then I think we'll have Ben Rama on the left, who has been one of our better players this season. And then Antonio up front, scored the first ever goal at the... Is it still White Hart Lane? Is it the new, what, what, new White Hart Lane? Whatever it is at your new ground. Look, he's starting to look better. The goals haven't been there. But he's been a presence, and I think he played a very important part in us getting that point against Chelsea. So, always there's a physical threat, and I think he'll cause the goalkeeper and the backline all sorts of problems. And then we've got Danny Ings on the bench. So, look, I think it's going to be a draw. I said we've got to try and outscore each other, and I don't think that's going to happen, really, when I look at it. Uh, I'm going to go 2 2. If I really think, if we would have had Paqueta and Aguered. I think we could have gone on and clinched this. Losing Lloris is huge. It was huge for, for Tottenham. And now Benten Cor being out. We'll see. Obviously, you're playing play the Champions League. That's gonna be interesting to see what happens on that. Uh, how that affects you. You know, we get that extra few days rest. So let's see. 2-2. I hope I'm I hope I'm right. Alright, we win. Come on, West Ham.
1: West Ham time. It was actually meant to be a West Ham big match preview, but every time I've gone through a big match preview on last one on Spurs, quite naturally this, the episode and soap drama that Tottenham seems to destabilise trying to do a half an hour on a team because other things come up. <laughs> so, Jace has come back round to you. Um, Stellini will take charge of this game for Tottenham. He has won five out of his last five, obviously three being at Inter, two of them being at Tottenham. How do you see this game against West Ham, and how big is it in our season, given the context of where Spurs are in the league right now and the other teams around us?
0: Well, it's nice to be in Cup Final week because we know it's a Cup Final week this week for for one side of London. Um, West Ham, West Ham fans are equally as frustrated <laughs> at their season as as we are, aren't they? Let's be honest. I mean, you know, we, we're thinking about how far we've kind of slipped backwards when you, when you think it's only two years ago that that um, they were looking at, um, you know, trying to be in a Champions League and things like that. And whilst, whilst we all thought they were overachieving, from from being in a semi-final of a Europa League to, to battling relegation, you know, that's, that's one hell of a fall-off. And David Moyes, for those first couple of years, looked like he'd done a, a brilliant job at West Ham, didn't it? Let's be fair. And we all thought, crumbs, what a brilliant job he's done. And then now you've got lots of, of people that, that wish for that football to go. And they, they seem to have lost their way over the last couple of years. None of the signings they bring in seem to quite work. Still their best players are Jared Bowens and Declan Rice's that have been there, Old Bonners and that, that have been there a time. So I think it's a, it's a big game for both. They've, they've kind of pulled themselves, just put a little bit of breathing space between themselves and the drop zone, haven't they, I think, in terms of points. But we know that when West Ham come here, it's uh, it's despite the fact we might take the mickey and we always feel that we're a better side than them, they, you know, it's a tough game at White Hart Lane usually. They're still haunted by that 3-3 draw. They were the first team to win in that new stadium. I think last year we beat them quite easily, but they were, weren't they coming off the back of extra time with Seville or something, weren't they, when we played them last year and they just looked completely knackered and legless on the day. But I think it'll be a tough game for for us. We're not in great form. They're not in great form. Nobody's playing with confidence, and it might just be who makes the the fewest mistakes on the day gets the result.
1: Yeah, I mean, come over to you, Pat. If I can, uh, look, there's been a lot of elements of how Spurs should approach this game. I mean, obviously, look, that news again has been thrown up today with regards to you know Stellini being in charge and the possible changes Spurs will make. I don't. You think, Pat, in terms of the weekend weather? you know, Richarlison, for me, definitely has to be given an opportunity now. Son, Son has just looked, again, not himself. We all want Son to play himself back into form. But sometimes, for the benefit of the player, you have to look at a point of maybe taking him out for his own benefit. Um, you could argue, again, that Sar and Skip were so impressive. Do you change them? It's maybe a lot to play twice in a week. It is a London derby. Maybe you'd say Sar could keep his place. Hojbjerg, you'd imagine, is one of the generals that, you think he will back into the team. What kind of changes, Pat, do you see Spurs making ahead of this game against West Ham? Pat, can, can, I, can I
0: also just cool. just ask to Pat as well, do you think that Stellini, if he's in charge, can make a call like dropping Son and picking Richarlison like that? And would that undermine Conte if he does come back?
3: No, you know what? He's got to be brave, man. And it's about the team first. And we all want Son. We all love Son. He's probably one of our favourite players, one of my favourite players but the guy is stinking up the place at the moment and he needs a break. He just needs to be taken out of the limelight for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, almost basically, it's almost like regardless of how he plays, he's got a, he's a shoe in for a starting spot. And it shouldn't be like that. We know Son, Kane, they're a level above most of the players. And, you know, that's not even being disrespectful. It, it is what it is. But... Son has been so poor and we do have other options. So he has to be dropped for me. Richarlison is a quality player. He doesn't get the minutes he deserves. So this is the time to bring him in. Richarlison has a point to prove and you know he's going to be hungry. He's going to chase down every ball. He's going to show that desire, that commitment. And the guy can, he is quality. He will finish if he gets a chance. Dan Juma, I want to see more of him. What's the point of bringing in a quality player on loan if we're never going to see him play? Hmm. So Stellini needs to be brave. It's a London derby. And like you said, Jace, West Ham, they'll be crap all season, but they will be up for this game. It is literally their cup final. They will be playing at 110%. They've always got a point to prove. Antonio's been useless all season. I bet you he has the game of his life on Sunday. So we need to turn up. We need to <laughs> be on it. Bowen, Bowen is a threat. We all know he's a decent player. We need yep. to watch out for him. All of their defenders are going to be on bits. Their keeper's going to have a world. You know, we need to be on job. Otherwise, we're not going to win the game. So Stellini needs to be brave. We can all see that Son is in himself. I don't know what's going on, but just take him out of the lineup. Even Perisic has been poor recently. I like Perisic. I think he's a good player, but he's not been delivering. But do you worry we for don't him, have
1: Pat? Any... I mean, he's... I asked to ask you, Pat just to bring you, let you yeah. come back on that. Do you worry yeah. for Perisic? I mean, he's going to have to play now. The next what, I six, seven weeks? Yeah. Well, un- legs... unless we have a change of formation in there, what do you... can he do that? The legs ain't there, bro. The legs ain't there. Like literally
3: mm. going forward, he can always whip in a cross. He's got that quality, yeah. but his passing has been really poor. I agree with
1: I agree with Christina's what she said there. As good as he's been, packed from dead ball delivery, and he's yeah. been utterly superb. Like you just said there for me, Pat, the legs haven't been there for him. He, he, just, he, he can't, really can't get up and down attack. the
3: pitch. He can't get up. Yeah. And our wing backs have to be really agile. Essentially, yeah. our wing backs are the focal point of our attack because we don't have a Agreed. creative mid. We don't have a 10, we don't have someone that will slip in those passes. And he can't get up and down the pitch anymore. Just got to be honest. I, I like the guy. I was really excited when he came over. But. I just gotta be honest, man, watching him play week in and week out it's kind of like, ooh, this guy needs a break. Mm-hmm. But we don't have the quality to rotate like we should have. When Poch was when we had the flying swashbuckling wing backs under Poch, we had literally rotation. And even though Ben Davis isn't isn't as good as Danny Rose, he at least gave him that option. And obviously on the other side he had Carl Walker and then you had, you know, loads of other players coming in and out of that. We don't have that anymore. So that's a problem for me. Um I don't know. Yeah, Stellini needs to be brave. Let's hope he does it. At the end of the day, take the shackles off, remove that handbrake and let us go for it. If we go for it and lose, of course, we're going to be annoyed. But I'd rather that than just sit back, sit back and invite West Ham onto us. And you know they're going to come out all guns blazing.
1: You know, you're right there, Pat. I mean, if we played to, what, 70% of the intensity we showed against City, you'll immediately get the fans on side from that 100%. first moment, Christian. I think that's really key. You know, on the back of what's been, again... Difficult period, I think what we've lost four out of the last six home games, Christine, obviously you've got Man City in there that we won you do feel for the fans that are going at the weekend you just feel like the same as City the players need to give the fans the players need to give the fans right? you're going to be going at the weekend, you want the players to be able to give you something, to give you the hope and belief that's going to transcend the supporters that we can get over the line and again, in another difficult week for the club Conte again not available and not around for who knows the foreseeable future at the moment What do you want to see happen to that team that is going to give you the confidence when you walk in that stadium, we are going to get a result?
2: Look, I went to the City game, the home one, and I'll tell you what, the atmosphere was really uplifting before the game even started. Um, That whole day was just one of of the best performances we've had this season. Going from literally the best to then the worst, it was just the most bizarre rollercoaster coaster. So Spursy, I'm gonna say it. It just, it it was it was atrocious watching that AC Milan game. I saw a little bit of hope with the youngsters, which is what I'm hoping to see this Sunday. I want to see Pep. I want to see Dan Juma get in there. I also, I am so sorry to say this about Sonny. I love him so much. I really do, and I'm so like I appreciate everything that he's done for this club. He's you know done so much for us, but we need to let Richarlison fly now this Sunday. I really do believe that. Um, we need to see what he's got. I don't know how players, hmm. Spurs fans can say he hasn't, he's not a good player. How can you say that? He hasn't done anything. We haven't allowed any, we haven't allowed to see him, we haven't allowed him to play like what he hmm. actually can do. Yeah. Um, so I want to see that. Um, Pedro as well. I told you guys from the last one about Royale, right? I told yeah. you he has been brilliant. I'm happy for him to start, but we can allow also Pedro to come on later. And I mean, when I say later. Add him on in sixty minutes. You know, don't let it go too far.
1: You're, you're saying on. it's not going the right way, right? And you're saying obviously if we're doing well, would you bring him on? Because like I say, you've said it, like you said on the since you've said that about Emerson, <laughs> he's turned into a world beater.
2: I, I, honestly, I'm so proud of that guy because I've been I've been trying to be mm. like his fan for like a you were, long, you were, long time. Again,
1: you were massively <laughs> laughed at as you said on your tweet. You were massively laughed at on this show for suggesting Emerson Royale should be starting against Manchester. <laughs> Yeah. What? Why yeah. Why would he not, though?
2: He's been playing well, so that's the whole progress, right? If you put mm. him back, then well, he's going to lose that confidence.
1: I think, again, Christine, you're spot on there because, again, it's almost like what we said before on this show. What would it have done to that guy's confidence? He has the best game of his life against Man City and he's dropped the week after. That it makes doesn't no make sense. any
2: sense. Exactly. Mm. It makes no sense yeah. at all. So, uh, yeah, I want to see Pedro come on. He can come on later. Royale starts for me. Um and as well, like with the fans... What do you think about the Son situation?
1: The, uh, before you come on to the fans, the Son situation? Surely, like, say, as you've said there, Kulusevski uh, and Son. I mean, do I one of them Kulisevsky, at least have to be on the bench?
2: I don't know what's happened with Kulusevski, but since mm. he's come back from his injury, he yeah. has massively dropped as well. He's He is worrying for me at the moment. Let me ask you, um, has, he
1: massively, has he massively dropped or is it the way he's been asked to play? Because I think that's what we need to understand the difference of here. Same as Basuma for me. You know, basuma has got a lot of criticism. I know, Jace, you've been a massive critic of him for not being available maybe to play in those games. but is it a case where these players are not playing to their maximum because of a skill situation or the way they've been asked to play? I think that's a difficult thing that we need to understand and ask that question.
2: But that could be with Sonny as well, because I feel like he's now deeper. So is that yeah. because is it because of that? I don't know. I thought as well, is it his pace now because, He's kind of, I mean, what is he, 30 years old now? I don't know if he's lost a bit of pace, which has now caught him up. I don't know if it's that or the system. I, I honestly don't know. But Kuz, Kuzeski is a bit worrying for me. Um, but I don't have... I'm not completely off him. Let's put it that way. You know, he's, yeah, he was yeah. quite a big role at one point.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, massively. Massively for the club.
2: Um, Ooh. Yeah, go on. What were you going to say? No, you,
1: said, you were going to say something about the fans there very quickly to finish on Fiona. you. You were going to say something about the
2: fans there. Yeah, like... Yesterday's result with the Arsenal game, we should be we should be pumped up from that. Um if I'm honest. Um, like that should help us strive for Sunday's game. Um West Ham, however, it's not gonna be an easy game. This is definitely not going Never to be easy. an easy game for us. Never easy. West Ham always come at us, it they absolutely love a game of us, no matter what anyone says. Like it's their cup final, it literally is their, their big game. So them winning well no not winning drawing with chelsea that's going to have them pumped up as well so i think they're going to go all blades in and we need to be prepared for that we can't just sit back and think easy win for west you know easy win for us with us sam cuz they've been atrocious this season no we need to literally be serious about this and i think what they're doing with the stadium as well i think they're doing something for harry i think it should be a really uplifting and this should be like a positive start for us now to finish this rest of the season on a high, so I, I've, I'm I'm full on for Sunday. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Actually, me personally. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Well, I'm sure based on that lineup, then we'll see how, how much looking forward. To it. Jay's <laughs> coming over to you, and um, I think many have picked up on the fact there. Look, the fact that many maybe feel that Deke's been playing with a slight injury, where he's maybe again committed to the team to play himself through an injury. Look, we know we're short of options. Maybe not an attack, we're not short of options. That's the ironic thing at the moment. We're not short in attack for options. Um, we have got some opportunities there to make changes. Are you surprised by the lack of opportunities for a Charleston? And also, where do you stand on what I said earlier about whether the form at the moment is based on the actual skill of the players or them being asked to play a system where either they don't understand it or, as like you said earlier, they can't implement it?
0: I, I think in, in terms of Richarlison, I mean, at the moment, it just looks, it almost looks another stupid fee that we've paid. And I, I don't blame him for that. What was the point of paying 50 million quid to never play the bloke? I mean, we, you know, we I think we, we all thought he was going to come in to bring competition for places. It is baffling that you, you bring in a player and he wasn't cheap, 50 million, and, and we we've barely played him. I, I feel sorry for him in a way, particularly after the World Cup where he, he showed what he was capable of. So... I would like to see him start, but I'd be astonished if Son and Kulazewski miss out. Um, I'd actually be surprised if either of them do, but they should do. You're absolutely right, Patrick. Richarlison should start over Son, but I get the feeling that that he won't do and that it will be that front three again, unfortunately. But um, I certainly don't see him playing Dan Juma and Richarlison from the start. But, you know, it is time to see Richarlison, that's for sure. In terms of the other thing, I think he's got caught in two minds that he wants to play the same way that we did in the second half of last season, but the fact we've conceded so many goals, he's now trying to plug gaps with more bodies, which is leaving us short at the other end of the pitch. And I think we've we've got stuck in in kind of in no man's land. And that that AC Milan game was what I, re, I really call a game. We're stuck in no man's land. We're yeah. we're not quite doing forward. We're not quite doing this. We're not quite doing that. So. And then, and then you see belief and confidence suffers, don't you? Belief and confidence <laughs> yes. in players. Sonny's not playing with confidence. Kulu's not there with confidence. Bisouma's not being confident all season. Defenders aren't confident. And that's just running through the team. We are going to go to the predictions. I'm going to go for a 2 1 Tottenham win. But it's, it's. I could pluck any score, mate, and give you it. But I'll go 2 1 Tottenham.
1: OK. Christine, what
2: are you going to go for? Bang on, Jason. That's exactly what I was going to say. West Ham to score first, then we'll sk- score two more.
1: Oh, I, I, Jim, that would be... For West Ham to go score 1st that's let's come back and score. That would be incredible in itself. Bearing in mind the atmosphere will be in that stadium. If that does happen, OK, 2-1. Pat, finish three off
3: for me. we are going to go for. 3-1 Spurs. We take the lead. They score to retaliate or equalise, and then we go on and, and bang them up in the second half. So, yeah, 3-1, a bit more comfortable than what the other people said. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Guys, thank you so much. Jace, you'll back with us very, very soon. Christina's back with us very, very soon as well. Make sure you go and check her out on the socials. Check out Jason if you want to know more about cricket or anything in underwater volleyball. And obviously, make sure you follow Pat across the socials. Diver's on
0: the fourth now, right? I mean.
1: For, I'm going to go for my own sake. From the wonderful Jason McGovern, from the superb Christina Zandis, from the brilliant Patrick Tarrant. We've been the last one on Spurs. We're back with you on Sunday for post match reaction, guys. I want to see it, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.